Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, as artificial intelligence has the potential to continue to revolutionise the world in which we now live, and with the advent of chat GPT, this technology is set to become even more prominent in our daily lives. However, the EU has been working to regulate AI and has developed legislative proposals which are likely to be enforced by member states in the not-too-distant future. Barry Scannell is a consultant with William Fry and he joins us now to analyse these proposals and to assess what they might mean for Irish businesses. Barry, before we discuss the regulation of AI, you might provide us with an insight into your own legal career. Morning, Carl. Thanks very much for having me. I actually started off as a barrister and I practiced as a barrister four courts for six or seven years for uh, changing to be a solicitor. And in my role before joining William Fry, I worked in the Irish Music Rights Organization as Director of Legal Affairs and Regulatory Compliance. I was involved in the uh, European and international bodies overseeing uh, music royalty collections and how that whole uh, network works. And that's where I started getting involved in the AI side of things because I realized that AI was going to have a significant impact on the creative sector. So I ended up being the uh, chair of uh, CSAC, which is the international body overseeing music royalties, their AI and copyright committee as part of their global policy committee. And then the opportunity came along um, to work with William Fry, which has one of the top technology groups in Ireland in terms of technology law and the opportunity to expand and what I was doing in AI and to fully immerse myself in that area of law. Artificial intelligence has been growing in popularity over the past few years. So why is the EU now looking to regulate the space? Well, it's actually part of um, what the EU is calling its digital decade. The AI Act is just one piece of legislation in a series of uh, legis- legislative initiatives, which actually started with the GDPR, which I'm sure everyone will be familiar with. But basically, data is probably the most important thing in terms of business and society at the moment, and it's only going to increase in importance. And I'm doing a PhD on AI and copyright at the moment, and one of the things I discovered as part of the PhD is that in terms of the amount of data we're creating, is that by 2025, every three minutes, we'll all be creating as much data every three minutes as was created by all of humanity up to the year 2003, except we'll be doing it every three minutes. So we're in a profound level of data generation and um, we have to do something to regulate it, otherwise we'll just drown in it. The AI Act, which is being mooted as GDPR for AI, governs the development and use of high-risk AI systems. But what constitutes an AI system being deemed as high-risk? So... There's two different ways that an AI system can be considered a high-risk AI system, and that's under Annex 2 and Annex 3 of the proposed legislation. So Annex 2 high-risk AI systems deal with specific legislation. So that's legislation relating to um, safety of toys, radio equipment, um, medical equipment, in vitro diagnostic medical devices, things like that. And interestingly, even though road like cars, trucks, airplanes are included, they're going to be dealt with separately under their own individual legislation because it's so specialised. Then there's Annex 3 high-risk AI activities, and there are things like biometric identification and categorization of people. So that's, you know, if you can imagine CCTV cameras, 
monitoring people walking down the street and being able to track their every move, the likes of education. Um, you might remember during the pandemic, the debacle they had in the UK with messing up the uh, A-level results using AI. Interestingly, any employers that use AI for performance monitoring or recruitment purposes, that's going to be captured. And then you've got things like um, credit scores. And there's a lot of other different things mentioned, like law enforcement, administration of justice and things like that. But it's really going to affect an awful lot of people. So in summary, what rules and obligations must users and providers of high-risk AI systems now abide by? As you say, there's going to be a number of new regulatory obligations. So for a start, it's going to start with the data that's used to train AI. So AI has to be trained on data and the quality of data of that data will have to be of a very high quality and it'll have to be relevant. It'll have to be representative, properly representative, free of errors and complete. It'll have to have appropriate statistical qualities and properties. So like data monitoring is going to be really important. Then everything has to be documented. All of the technical documentation has to be um, documented, how the AI was created. And what's going to be really important are the user instructions, because not only must AI producers identify foreseeable risks of using AI, they also have to identify the risks of, of potential misuse of AI systems. And this all has to be done by way of documentation. Then there's the record keeping of automated events. So you have to be able to be able to look back and see what decisions were made by the AI. There has to be transparency. You have to be able to explain why the AI made a certain decision. There has to be human oversight. And there's other elements such as um, cybersecurity that have to be built in. And of course, ongoing risk monitoring and risk assessments. What percentage of AI systems used in Europe will be affected by this legislation? And are there any sectors that might be particularly vulnerable? So in the impact assessment carried out by the European Union and then by the uh, European Parliament, subsequently, um, it's estimated that up to 35% of AI systems will be captured. So that's not 35% of companies, that's 35% of the systems used by companies um, will be captured under what's considered high-risk AI. Now, in terms of is there any sectors potentially more at risk than others? Uh, I think so. yes would be the answer. So you have to consider, um, well, first of all, anything in the employment fields using AI systems would certainly be caught. You the like universities using AI for um, monitoring exams and things like that would be caught. But also the financial system, banks, insurance that use credit scoring that anything for assessing what premiums should be, what the risks for insuring someone should be, and in the medical field. So there's an increasing use of AI, and I'm, I see it myself in discussing with clients in terms of, for example, using AI in diagnostic imagery. So AI is now helping doctors identify tumours and so on, and there's you know, issues there as well. So what sanctions could be imposed on those that fail to comply with the legislation? It's not unlike GDPR. So, you know, in terms of sanctions, it can be 6% of annual turnover or up to 30 million euro. So the the implications are are very severe. So when will the Act come into force in Ireland? 
it's undergoing the European legislative process at the moment, which is called the Trilogue. So you've got the European Commission, Parliament and Council. The Council has just published its common position, which means that they've submitted their part. So now it's being left to the European Parliament to pass their element um, of, as through the legislative process. The Parliament has a lot of amendments proposed for the legislation, so it'll depend on that process. But we expect it to be sometime um, before the middle of 2024 for it to become into law. But as I said, the issue is, is that all of these obligations have to be in the AI by design. So in terms of any AI that's being used, it has to actually be implemented as part of the AI system so it can be in compliance in a year and a half time. And, of course, the AI Act follows hot on the heels of the AI Liability Directive. What liability rules have now been imposed for damage caused where AI systems are involved? So, yeah, on the 28th of September, the uh, European Commission proposed two new pieces of legislation. One is the AI Liability Directive and the other is a revised Product Liability Directive. And taken together, they could have significant impacts on any companies using AI Basically, what the AI liability directive does is that it changes liability laws so that it makes it easier for victims of damage from AI systems to be successful in seeking compensation. So, provided certain conditions are met, the court can take what's called a presumption of causality. When that, what that means is that the court can presume that the AI, that if a, an AI producer did something or didn't do something, that if they breached their duty of care, that whatever the AI did to hurt you, that it's automatically presumed that the AI caused the damage. So um, it's, it's basically changing the burden of proof in that regard, um, because normally it would be the victim that would have to prove it, but they're switching it around slightly. And then in relation to the revised product liability directive, they're changing the legislation. So things like cybersecurity defects are now going to be considered product liability, um, product defects. Or if you haven't updated a software patch for a piece of software, that could be considered a defect. So it's all coming together at the same time. So Barry, with that backdrop, what advice do you have for Irish companies to prepare them for the introduction of AI regulation? I think any company that has any experience preparing for the GDPR will have a, a rule book that they can apply in terms of they'll know that you know you have to have proper procedures in place and you have to have a framework in place to be able to ensure that you have all the documentation you need, that you've all your risk management taken care of, that you've all your assessment, assessments taken care of. So you just need to put in place a, a regulatory and a monitoring framework and that needs to start now. And one other area I do want to touch on this morning, Barry, is something that has got a lot of hype in recent weeks, and that's OpenAI's chat, GBT. Some people are saying that this is actually a threat to Google search. What are your thoughts on this? I think it's heading that direction. I think I'm a big fan of it, and I'd encourage anybody listening to try it out because it really is incredible technology. I absolutely do think that you know, in the future, my children certainly won't be Googling something, but they'll actually be asking a question. And instead of being given a number of websites that they can go and look at to pull out the answer, they're going to be given the answer there and then. 
and and it's already there. You can ask ChatGPT a question, and it'll give you the answer. Now it's not 100% accurate; needs a lot more improvement. But um, I think in some ways it's already um, potentially rivaling Google uh, in that way. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Barry Scannell, consultant with William Fry, and I'd like to thank Barry for joining us on this morning's show to discuss the upcoming regulation of artificial intelligence. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick.